Hello, this is Benjamin Pace from the No Content Podcast. It is a beautiful day outside, Nobody isn't it? That. Hmm? Nobody believes that's me. What do you mean? Nobody believes that. It's your voice. It is you. We're one. So it is you. Actually. You know, I was watching Lord of the Rings the other day, and I felt like the Lord gave me a picture just for one of the scenes. <laughs> that's what I would I say. Mean, I feel like everybody you. gets a picture from one of the scenes because it's... Oh, from the word. Oh. Because the Lord gives you stuff from Lord of the wing- Rings. <laughs> no, Lord of the Wings? <laughs> the Rings. Lord of the Wings. Because you get a lot Frodo. of good stuff. <laughs> Millie and Pippin. Because the Lord always gives you good stuff from Gandalf. The Gandalf. And we're going. <laughs> Boy, Are you making fun of me? No. Hey there, my name is Benjamin Pace, and you're listening to the No Content Podcast. And if you happen to be a duck listening to this, you're in a safe space. Welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace, and uh, it's a good day today if you didn't know that. I mean, today is a Saturday, and it's sunny at the moment, but maybe when you're listening to this, it's a Monday, and it's rainy. But guess what? It's still a good day. It can be, at least, if you so choose to see it that way. Uh, I have my lovely wife, Grace Pace, in the house today on the podcast to join me, and I'm very excited. Me too about having her here again um and uh yeah you're 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 like now part of the revolving doors of the no content podcast yay and, but more so than that you're my wife which is more important but Praise God. you know anyway um today we're talking about a subject that we're both excited about we were actually watching um nest <laughs> family cartoons um, if you know, if you don't know about Nest Family Cartoons, this isn't an advertisement. I'm not getting paid to say this, but Nest Family Cartoons, uh, that that that's a good place to get theology from. Mm-hmm. You know, no, that's that's kind of a joke. <laughs> it's it's a Bible cartoon for kids, but they are really great. It was anointed um, the one we listened to. It was or watched. It was we. I grew up watching those cartoons, and, and it's funny because I think. I, somewhere in the back of my mind, like you know, we've we've seen a lot of good portrayals of Jesus, but. You know, before Jonathan Rumi, before even Jim Caviezel, you know, that that uh, the cartoon Jesus on Nest Family Bible cartoons, I, that was like the original Jesus the in, original my, in my Jesus. mind as a child. You know, I was like, that's the actual one. You know, I know that's not true. It's cartoon. But mm-hmm. the way they portray Jesus, just it's just something about it. You know, it's always stuck with me. And um, even just the guy who did his voice in that, you know, it just it just captured, you know, captured it really well. There's a there's a particular one we were watching about David and Goliath, and there's a song on there um, that is like the theme song. It's played at the end credits, but I always liked that song, and so I found it, and I was listening to it recently, and uh, the title of the song is simply, He Will Deliver Me, and uh, they have this like little uh, kind of music video that goes along with it, and it just shows David 
uh, taking care of his sheep. And it shows this one little sheep gets stuck in this bush and David like Mm -hmm. helps get the sheep out of it. And it's just such a good picture of what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Um, And even just that song we were listening to about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about. The title of today's podcast is He Will Deliver Me. And we want to talk about God's delivering power and uh, the confidence that we can have that no matter what situation we're walking through, that God is faithful to deliver us. So, uh, Grace, would you pray for us just here in the beginning, and then we'll get started. I would love that. Father, thank you so much just for this this podcast and this platform that you've given us. Father, I ask you just that every single person that's supposed to listen to this podcast will, will tune in today and just have just um their heart open wide to receive your word and um to hear what you have to say to them father um we are so thankful for your word father and we are so thankful for everything that you have shown ben and i father ask you to just use ben and i and speak through us father everything you would like us to say everything in the way you would like us to say it father ask you to just Help us get that across, Father, and help get your heart across in this podcast in the name of Jesus. That'll be such a blessing to everyone that hears it. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, um, I'm excited. We're going to get into this today. Um, I'm going to start out here in uh, Psalms 34, you know, talking about Mm. David. Um, David wasn't just a cartoon. He was an no. actual person. He was, a, it's a kind of a weird <laughs> thought to have. He, he actually existed on the earth. Like he wasn't if, just in the Ness family cartoons. You could have <laughs> sat down and had a conversation with him, you know. Um, he's not just a, he's not just a character, you know, in people's minds. Um, and God really did use him and, and really did anoint him to be king over Israel. And so when we're, uh, when we're reading the Psalms, you know, this is the anointed word of God to us. But there's something to be seen in this that this is somebody talking. This is somebody expressing something yeah. that they were actually dealing with, actually going yeah. through. I mean, you know, there's a lot of songs these days that people are writing songs to express their feelings and their thoughts about certain things. And, you know, that's really popular. We, we, we get a lot out of that. Um, but this, this is what David's doing. I mean, he's going through some mm-hmm. stuff and he's writing a song uh, to to help him to deal with what he's going through and encourage and he, himself in the Lord, encourage himself yeah. in the Lord. And so that's what we're reading here. Um, this is, this is one of David's songs that he wrote. And, and he says this in Psalm 34, starting in about verse four, he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Now mm-hmm. I think it's important to note that he started out by saying, I sought the Lord. Um, you know, I've been talking about this a lot in the surrounding podcast. I'm going to talk about it more in the, the weeks and months to come, but seeking the Lord, inquiring of the Lord, um, pursuing the Lord, you know, this has a lot to do with what the Lord's able to do in our life. Uh, if people don't want anything to do with the Lord, there is a limit on how much he can deliver them, Hmm. how much he can bring them out of something, how much he can shield them from certain things and he wants to certainly he, he desires to do that but if there's no desire to involve him in anything the bible mm-hmm. says in all your ways acknowledge the lord and he'll direct your path, your path. well he's not going to just direct your path if you don't acknowledge him yeah. and there's a lot of things that god wants to deliver people out of but there is some seeking the lord mm-hmm. that's involved in it 
But he goes on to say, he delivered me from all my fears. Mm. Now, <laughs> I kind of get on this every time I read this verse. Um, you know, in, in our circles, Grace, you mm-hmm. know, the circles that we grew up in, we grew up in a lot of charismatic um, mm-hmm. word of faith, um, mm-hmm. you know, and thank God for it. I'm so, so thankful, thankful for it. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of it at all. I'm not either. Um, what we've received and, and continue to receive by those God has joined us to, and God saw fit to join us to those people. And, and uh, I'm so thankful for that. But in the circles that I've, I've been around the last 10 years or so, and, and a lot of the people that I've talked to and things of that nature, I, I, I think that there's been a real emphasis on not claiming things. And mm-hmm. that's important. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not claiming sickness. You know, it's not yeah. my sickness. It's not right. my disease. It's not my cancer. It's not my, not my allergies. Anxiety. Yeah. It's not my anxiety. And there, there's, a, there's a, such an important truth in that. Um, you know, I, I don't think you could pay me to claim sickness, <laughs> you know, I mean, if I, if I, if I, you know, slipped up in it, then I'd be quick to repent and change, but to just knowingly and, and fully just claim sickness. I mean, I, I don't, there's no amount of money you could give me to make me want to do that. But something we see here, I want to point out, I've seen this spill over into talking about fear and in saying that, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use the phrase my fear. Because I don't want to claim that. I, I hear that. And, and there's a truth mm-hmm, in that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the Bible just said he delivered me from all my fears. So did the Bible miss it? That, that, mm-hmm. That's not a trick question, you understand. That's, that's <laughs> an easy question. The Bible didn't miss it. And David said, you delivered me all, from all of my fears. Mm-hmm. Why is that significant? Because there is a difference between collective fear and personal fear. Uh, collective fear has to do with something everybody's kind of generally afraid of. You know, uh, a threat of the economy going down. You know, a, a threat of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, uh, another country trying to take over. You know, mm-hmm. these, these general things, these collective things that we all tend to be afraid of. But then there are personal fears. Yeah. And those are the ones that the enemy will try to use to get at your heart. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to be afraid of a, a, a pandemic. It's another thing when you find out your mom or dad has it. Mm-hmm. It's another thing when you find out you may get laid, laid off from your job. Mm-hmm. Y- you hear what I'm saying? So there are personal fears. And, and it's when it hits close to home that fear really tries to grip your heart. And I believe that's why David said, the Lord didn't just deliver me from fear. He delivered me from all of my fear. Mm-hmm. All of the things that the enemy tried to attack my heart with yeah, about my family That's so good. and about my finances and about my job and my body, these things, that, that's the thing that the enemy is really going to try to get at your heart with Yeah, is when it gets personal. That's good. And so I, I think it's significant that David said, you delivered me from all of my fears. Do you have anything about that? Yeah. Well, I think that's so good. Just you bring up that scripture and you know, in another verse, um, it talks about how per- it's perfect love that casts out all fear. Mm-hmm. And in that verse that you just read, it talks about, you know, David says, he delivered me from all of my fears. Mm-hmm. And just what I get from that, and just even just reading through all of the Psalms, is I really believe David had a revelation of how loved he was yes. by the Father. And I believe just... I mean, before everything, before anything, when it comes to deliverance, the foundation that you need to have with it is, you know, 
is that how much God loves you? Yeah. Because, you know, why Why would the Lord care about me being delivered um, from whether it's sickness? Why would he care about me being delivered from persecution or from an addiction mm-hmm. or whatever it is? Why, why would the Lord care about me being delivered? It's, it's because he loves me so yeah. much. And so I think that's something to just at the I'm so glad you brought it up at the beginning of this podcast to just just um, see his heart and how much he loves you, because um, that's the start of deliverance yeah. is having that revelation. Um, and that's that's really what the Bible says in um, John three sixteen that God so loved the world that he gave his son. And, and why did he give us his son so that and I'll get into this more later, but he gave us Jesus so he could deliver us. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was part. That's part of redemption. That that's even what the word deliverance means. I have it written down here. Um, deliverance in the Greek means um, release affected by payment of ransom or redemption, mm. and that that's what he did in sending Jesus. Well, why did he send Jesus? It's because he loved us so yeah. much, and it's the same thing with everything. Why would he deliver me from my fears? Why why would the Lord want me to live um, peaceful instead of anxious? Why would he want me to be free from worry? It's, it's because he loves me. That's right. Yeah. Well, that and that that uh, song I referenced earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need to think. I don't know who the artist is, but it's it's like on the 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 uh, soundtrack of those Nest Family cartoons. But the mm-hmm. lyrics of it actually go, "He will deliver me because he loves, he loves me." me. And and we're not preaching any doctrines based on any song. You understand? No. But but we're we're looking into the word. Um, and what the word has to say about these things, but it's just significant. I, I think there's some power in those words and that revelation. He will mm-hmm. deliver me because he loves me. Yeah, and that's when you really like trust a person too. Is when you know like they love me. I I can yeah. trust them because they love me. I can believe what they say because they care about me. And yeah. it's just like that. That's how it is with a person. It's the same thing with the Lord. Yeah. You know, I can trust him. I know he. I know he'll deliver me. And I, I know that he will be faithful to his word mm-hmm. because I know he cares about me so much. That's right. Yeah. You're really cute when you preach. You know that? Praise the um, Lord. You are too. <laughs> he goes on to say this in Psalm 34. He said, uh, they looked unto the Lord and were lightened. The new King James says they were radiant. Mm-hmm. They were radiant because they looked to the Lord. Um, you know, so if your countenance has fallen, if your countenance is down, if your countenance is not radiant, it has everything to do with what you're looking at. Um, when you look to the Lord, it, it'll affect your countenance. Mm-hmm. Um, if if somebody's always full of anxiety and, and they're always sad, they're always down, they're always depressed, we can we have an insight into what they're looking at. Now, I'm not talking about judging other people, but there's a truth here that we need to understand, especially for ourselves, David said, why are you cast down on my soul? Hope in the Lord, who is the health of my countenance. Mm. So when you're looking at the Lord, when your eyes are on him, when your mind is stayed on him, he keeps you in perfect peace. Mm-hmm. So your countenance reveals what you're looking at. That's so good. What you're Amen. meditating on, what you're thinking about, what you're focused on. And still being bound by those fears. Not not looking to the Lord, not allowing him to deliver you from those fears. It's That's reflected so in your countenance. And Amen, so love. That's so good. The result of looking to the Lord is going to be a radiant mm. countenance. Amen. That's so good. Amen. He goes on to say, uh, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him 
out of all his troubles. Now somebody say, well, I'm not a poor man. Without him, you are. That's why you, that's why you cried to the Lord. But the Lord mm-hmm. is the one that became poor so that you through his poverty could be made rich. That's true. That you don't have to be poor no more. You don't have to be poor no more. You don't have to be a poor man anymore. But it's only because of him. It's only because of the Lord delivering you out of poverty. That's so good. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Amen. That's so good. Love. He saved him out of all his troubles. He said, the angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivers them. He says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. He says, there's no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord, there it is again, they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. It doesn't happen by seeking the thing. It happens by seeking the Lord. And uh, he says this, uh, he goes on to say this, I'm going to teach you the fear of the Lord What man is he that desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking guile or deceit. Talks about departing from evil and doing good. Talks about seeking peace and pursuing it. These are all things that we have to do. Mm. These are all things that is our part to do in this. But he goes on to say this, The righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their trouble. The Lord is near unto them that are of a broken heart and save such as are of a contrite spirit. And this is the verse that I really want to get to. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Now, this word affliction is the same word that that has to do with trouble or distress. He used this word earlier that the Lord saves him out of his trouble, his distress, his affliction. And he said, many are the troubles, the trials, the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Now, what he didn't say is that there wouldn't be any persecution. Mm -hmm. He didn't say there wouldn't be any trouble. He didn't say there would be no trial. This is some of what we're going to talk about today. There are things that we have been redeemed from. Uh, 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 this is some of what grace you have on your heart to talk about. There are some mm-hmm. things we have already been delivered from, and there are some things that God has promised to deliver us out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to trials and tests and persecution, Jesus said in the world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yeah. In other words, there's going to be some persecution in this world. Mm-hmm. We're not completely redeemed from all trouble and all persecution. Mm -hmm. But God does promise to deliver us out of the midst of it. That's good. But there are some things that we have been delivered from. That's so good. Why don't you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, well, we have been delivered from. Or or, whatever else you have on your heart. Yeah, well, um, first, like that, um, that just reminded me of, well, what should I say first? feel like I'm, there's so much so much going on on this i'm like where do, where do i go is first the number one question isn't it <laughs> um yeah i think with david going back to david um with what this just came up i was going to talk about something else first but with what you were saying about the lord delivering us out of things there's some things that the lord has already delivered us from and then there's things that he will deliver us out of and i think 
David's a good example of something that the Lord will deliver us out of, Mm -hmm. just as he delivered him out of the hand of Goliath. Yes. And with that, every time I read the story, um, or really it's not just a fictional story, it's a testimony. When I look at David's testimony of how the Lord helped him defeat Goliath, one thing that always blesses me is when people, you know, are questioning him and his brothers, they're like, you can't do this. You're you're just a boy. You can't, you have no experience. You can't go out there and defeat this giant. You know, he's been experienced since his his youth and you're, you are a youth. And one thing that David says is that the Lord delivered me out of the hand of the lion and the bear. You know, basically what he's saying is he already delivered me out of this. He's looking at the Lord's faithfulness. Mm. That's where he's looking. And he's saying, what is, what is this giant? The Lord's already delivered me. Mm. And just what I see in that is just him, like I said, him looking at the faithfulness of God. Yeah. And I think going back to what you said um, earlier, what are you looking at? You know, um, your like your countenance, like you were saying, your countenance um, shows what you're looking at. Yeah. And... Um, that reminds me yeah. of, of songs of deliverance. That, yeah, that, the that's net, true. That verse we were going to talk about in Psalm 32, he surrounds me with songs yeah. of deliverance. Well, that's good. Well, what's the point of a song of deliverance? Mm. Well, that's good. That, that's, that, a song of deliverance, we just read a song of deliverance. Mm. David wrote a psalm of deliverance. That's what the psalm is. That's true. And what is it? it, it why, what's the purpose of a song like that? A song is something you sing over and over again. Yeah. So singing a song of deliverance, it's reminding yourself of what he's already delivered you out of. That's so good. And it's giving you confidence that if he delivered me from that, then he will deliver me from this situation. If God delivered me from the lion and the bear, Mm -hmm. then he will deliver me from Goliath. That's what a song is. And being surrounded by a song of deliverance. You know, it's important yes. what you surround yourself with. So Grace. good. That's so good. It's important what songs you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. What you're uh, listening to. It's important what you're always feeding on. That's good. Are, are, are you surrounding yourself with reminders of what God has already done? Mm-hmm. Or are you surrounding yourself with all kinds of things about what the enemy might do? Yeah, and that's wisdom mm-hmm. to keep your mind and surround yourself with things that build you up and encourage you. and. Right. You know, just with David, like he, he looked on the faithfulness of God. He was looking at God. He was saying, look what God did. So he's going to do this for me. He's not going to fail me. And just, uh, kind of the opposite of that is, you know, with the Israelites, you know, the Lord, he just parted, you know, the Red Sea. He like, um, just delivered them out of the hand of Pharaoh and his army. And then they were stuck in the wilderness Mm -hmm. for 40 years and they were they were looking at the enemy they were looking at their problems and instead instead of looking at the faithfulness of god yeah. and really the results were the opposite of what happened with david you know they they weren't looking at the faithfulness of god so they didn't make it into the promised land and one thing that came up in my heart the other day is you know some people might look at that and say well I don't have a story like that. I don't, I don't have a story like David. I can't say, well, he delivered me out of the hand of Goliath or a lion or all these things. But I feel like something that the Lord put on my heart, I shared this with you the other day, is we really do have a story of the, of the Lord delivering us out of the hand of a lion. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the, Bible, the Bible talks about how the devil, mm-hmm. he seeks about like a roaring lion yeah. or seeking whom he may devour. And what did Jesus do on the cross? He delivered us 
from the enemy. He delivered us out of the hand of the enemy. So mm. never, never let the devil lie to you and say, well, I don't have a story of deliverance. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a story of the Lord's faithfulness. I don't, you know, he didn't deliver me out of this or this, but he did. That's, that's what he did on the cross. And we always have something to look back and, and be thankful for. That's good. But, but that reminds yeah. me of this, this, uh, Psalm in Psalm seven, mm. verse one, it says, Oh Lord, my God, and you, I put my trust, save me from all those mm. who persecute me and deliver me lest they tear me like a lion. Mm. rending me in pieces while there is none to deliver. So David's crying out to the Lord because he's in the middle of persecution. And he's saying, Lord, deliver me from this, lest they tear me like a lion. Mm. I feel like the enemy is, well, what's happening, I think, is David is becoming spiritually aware of what is behind these mm. people that are persecuting him. Yeah. It's the enemy trying to devour him, and he's crying out to the Lord to deliver him. And we know from the story of David that God did. God mm-hmm. delivered him from the hand of Saul and, and all of his other enemies as well. Even, even later in his life when things came up and, and people rose up against him, his own son rose up against him, and God mm-hmm. still delivered him out of those so situations. Um, let's, let's read this. in. Uh, we we kind of mentioned it, but in uh, 1 Samuel 17, starting in verse 32, it's the story of David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, David had come to the camp and he hears Goliath uh, ranting and raving and <laughs> scoffing at the army of Israel and, and uh, defying God. And, and David said to Saul in verse, seven, uh, verse 32, excuse me, chapter 17, verse 32, let no man's heart fail because of him. Now, that's, that's significant, too. So we know that they're all tempted to let their heart fail because of him. What does that mean? Um, Bible talks about, Jesus talked about in the last days, men's hearts failing them for fear. Mm. Um, fear, the assignment on fear is to take the heart out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Trying to trying to take the heart out of somebody. Yeah, that's um, what discouragement does. I, I'm reminded of a scene on the original Spider-Man with Tobey <laughs> Maguire. Um, and the Green Goblin is trying to figure out how to get at Peter Parker. And he says something interesting. Mm. He says, we're going to go for his heart. He said, we're, we're not just going to, we're not just going to attack him. Uh, we're going to go for his heart. And so what happens? He starts attacking people close to Peter Parker to try and get at his heart. That's y- good. You know, the enemy's yeah. that way. You know, if he, if he can't get to you, then he's going to try to attack somebody you care about. Why? Cause he's trying to get at your heart. And he, but David said, let no man's heart fail him because of this enemy. Don't let your heart fail. Don't yield to fear is what he's saying. And he said, cause I'm going to go fight him. <laughs> he said, don't, don't be afraid. I'm a, I'll, I'll go fight him. I'll, I'll go, I'll go fight him. And, and your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you're not able to go. You're just a boy. But David said, your servant kept mm-hmm. his father's sheep. You know, if you're never faithful with a small thing, then you're not going to be prepared to face the giant down the road. Mm -hmm. You know, when you overcome the smaller things, when you're faithful with the little things, it's preparing you to face bigger things down the road. But you don't have to be afraid of the bigger things down the road because just like David said here, the same God that delivered you out of the hand of the lion will deliver you out of the hand of the giant. That's such a good revelation, man. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, he he protected his father's sheep, 
and the Lord delivered him out of the hand of the lion. Mm-hmm. And then he protected God's people, and God delivered him out of the hand of the giant. That's right. Yeah. And that's that's mm-hmm. another thing. You know, David delivered his father's sheep, and God delivered David. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a principle in this, too. Uh, when you seek other people's deliverance, especially God's sheep, that's good. then that's good, it gives man. God a right to deliver you. But that's a whole other thing we won't get into. But he said, um, a, a lion came and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of its mouth. Mm-hmm. David went and delivered the sheep out of the lion's mouth. He delivered his father's sheep. And then it says, uh, the same God, uh, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's significant too. I want to highlight that to you. He said, and the Lord be with you. So David had confidence that the Lord was going to deliver him out of this situation with the Philistine because of what the Lord had already done. He had delivered him out of the hand of the lion, mm-hmm. or the mouth of the lion, rather. I don't know that lions have hands. They have paws. Paws. No, he like said that, cat. didn't he? He said out of the <laughs> paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. Um, in uh, Psalm 37, 39, it says this, mm-hmm. um, The Lord shall help them, talking about the righteous, and deliver them, he shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Uh, Psalm 22 verse 4 says, Our fathers trusted and you did deliver. You did deliver them. Um, over in Psalm, I know I'm reading a lot of scripture. Uh, Psalm 33 That's good. 16. That's good. Uh, he says, A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Something these three verses uh, reveal is how deliverance comes it's not by trusting in your own strength. Mm. It's not by trusting in another person. It's by trusting in the Lord. That's so good, love. It's by hoping in his mercy. And he delivers our soul from death and keeps us alive in famine. Um, you know, we read that earlier that Amen. those who seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. You know, uh, you can't always stop famine from happening. Generations can can set things in motion for their children. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why, you know, it's so important for us to be mindful of, of our children and our children's children and the choices that we make because we leave That's things so for them good. to deal with. And, well, yeah. and then now they, then they have to seek the Lord and say, Lord, what do we, what, how do we deal with this thing? And I say that to say there are some things that happen that generations set in motion. Yeah. And, you know, we're not in control of every single thing that happens on the mm-hmm. earth. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't have complete confidence mm-hmm. that God will keep us alive. Yes, those are those are things that the Lord can deliver us out of exactly. and wants to. He desires for us to be delivered from it. Just just because other people have caused certain things to happen, 
um, we actually just listened to a message of um, our father in the faith, Brother Keith, talking about this with, with peace, even if there's just outrage everywhere yeah. around us. We we can just be like a paradise on the inside, right, on right. the inside of us. And it's just the same if other people are just in just an uproar and just stressed and just tra- trapped under things the enemy is trying to do or what they've even done. But we can live free. We that's can right. live delivered even in the midst of a world that's not living free. That's right. You know, yeah. Well, what, what, did, what did God do with Joseph? God had a mm-hmm. plan that involved Joseph delivering not only his own family, but the whole world mm. out of famine, yeah. but the famine still came. Yeah. And you know, and, and that's interesting to me because God said, Hey, the famine's coming, yeah. but I sent Joseph to deliver you out mm-hmm. of it. Yes. Oh, that's so good. And, and the Lord, speaking of Joseph, um, the Lord delivered him. You yeah. know, even just personally, you know, the Lord had a plaza, or had a plan for Joseph's life, but yeah. there was things that man tried to do to him. Yeah, and women. And, and yeah, <laughs> and women, both. <laughs> True. And the Lord. Lie with me, Joseph. <laughs> Wait, what? You want me to tell a lie with you? Tell a lie? Joseph was innocent. You know, he didn't know Yeah. That. To the pure, all things are pure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the Lord... Um, delivered him out of those things yeah. and that that kind of goes back to what we were talking about there's there's things that the lord has already delivered us mm. delivered us from yeah. and things he could deliver us out of and just speaking of you know the lord you know things that were already delivered for from i think that's so important to realize just because there's so many people just even just you know in the christian realm that are just like just striving to be delivered and just trying to get there on their own without realizing that Jesus has already paid the price. We're already delivered. You know, we're already delivered from sickness. You know, we're like, you've probably heard it, maybe heard it, you know, before, but we're not the sick trying to get healed. We are the healed and the enemy's Mm -hmm. just trying to put Mm -hmm. stuff on us. And it's the same thing with whether it's poverty, whether it's sickness, whether it's, you know, fear. The Lord is our, he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us so that we would be, be delivered from yeah. the hand of the enemy. And we don't have to put up with those things. And I, I felt like I just seen in my heart like this, you know, Jesus didn't die on the cross just so we'd have to live with things. We yeah. did just so we'd have to live with sickness. Oh, oh I got to learn to manage yeah. anxiety. No, yeah. he manager he, manager. Uh, 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 what was it? What was it? Uh, oh, uh, I can't think of it. Go keep yeah, talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the Lord bring it up. COPD. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know what COPD is, but they want you to manage it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but that I think that's a lot of times what you know if the enemy like you know, can't totally keep you like, you know, in the, like deep in it, but he'll just be like, oh no, just, he wants you to just manage it, yeah. you know, but he, Jesus didn't die on the cross for you to just manage your sickness mm-hmm. or to learn to live with it. He died so that you would be free yeah, yeah. and free indeed. And, yeah. and that's where your spiritual authority comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he gave us the keys to yeah. have authority over the enemy and um, in Galatians 5.1, in the message translation, it says, Christ has set us free to live a free life. Mm-hmm. So take your stand and never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. Mm, that's good. And that includes the enemy. You know, we, 
you know, we are already free. And some people might say, well, you know, if I'm already free, then why, why is this sickness trying to come on me? Right. It's because it's the enemy trying to put that harness of slavery over you. Well, that goes back to, if you yeah. listened to the pyramid scheme earlier this month, mm. it goes back to that. You, mm. uh, let me read it to you in the uh, Passion Translation. That's actually. good, yeah. Oh, that's good. What is that, Galatians 5? Galatians 5, one. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'd love to hear it in because that. Because you, you good uh, idea. the enemy kn- knows that we've been set free. But Jesus also said, if you continue in my words, you'll mm. know the truth and the truth will make you free. Yeah, that's so good. And that's why it's so important to to get in the word and see, like, like what am I free from? So you know it. And because, you know, even though we're already free, mm. the enemy will try to put that harness over you. But, you know, we have the authority. And when we know we have the authority, we can just rip that harness that's off. Right. And that's what the Bible says when it says submit to God yeah. and resist the devil and he will flee from yeah. you. We can resist sickness and it will flee from us. Why will it flee from us? Because we're already free from mm-hmm. it. Yeah. He's just, we're already the healed. We're not the sick trying to get healed. We're the healed. Well, you know, in line with that, I think this was the, the podcast, the Verity Vitamins I did this past Thursday mm-hmm. was about the fear of death. Uh And that's another thing that just came up to my mind Uh, in Hebrews 2. It says that Jesus uh, went through death, that he might destroy him that had the power of death, that we could be delivered from the bondage of the fear of death. Mm. So that's something that he already delivered us from, is the fear of death. And that's something that he didn't say, oh, well, you just endure that a little longer and I'll I'll deliver you from it. No, He, he said, I've already delivered you from the fear of death. So So if you're trying to be vexed and tormented by the fear of your own death or the fear of uh, Mm -hmm. a loved one's death, that's something he already delivered you from. But you've got to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has set you free and not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Oh, yeah, that's it. He already delivered you from that. Yeah. And and you can cry all day long and say, God, deliver me, deliver me. He say, baby doll, I already did. I already did. (laughs) You got to stand fast. Oh, that's so good. It's the same thing with guilt and condemnation too. You know, he, he, he didn't come in this world to condemn us. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're free from that. When we've repented, I know this kind of seems off topic, but when we've repented for something, the Bible says that the Lord, he doesn't even remember it. Mm -hmm. It's not even in his mind anymore. And I think that's another thing that the enemy, he tries to, after we've repented, he tries to just put push that guilt and that condemnation and mm-hmm. just that pain like on you and keep it in your head. And But the, the Lord delivered us from that. Well, that's another thing, babe. That's a huge one, yeah. you know, being delivered from shame yes. and condemnation. Yes. Um, that's one of those things that the only thing that will truly deliver you from shame and condemnation is receiving what he's already done. Yeah, which is deliver us. He's already delivered us. And, and he shed his blood yeah. so that we could be free from guilt and sin. Yes. And and now he set us free from the power of sin, the Bible says, and that has to do with us walking free from sin, being delivered from that. But the shame and the condemnation, that only comes by receiving the cleansing blood that washes away that guilt mm-hmm. and that sin. We, we confess our sin before him, we, we, it, but then we receive the blood and That's it washes so it away. And that, but see, he's already done that though. Yeah. He's already shed that blood. We have to receive that cleansing blood. Yes. We have to receive that deliverance. He's already done it. Mm-hmm. But that's how you that's how you walk free from shame and condemnation is mm-hmm. the only thing that's powerful enough to cleanse a soiled conscience is the blood of Jesus. That's so good, love. 
In the Passion Translation mm-hmm. of Galatians 5, 1, it says it this way, At last we have freedom for Christ to set us free. We must always cherish this truth and firmly refuse to go mm-hmm. back into the bondage of our past. Oh, that's so good. We must firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. And that's what resisting the devil is. Mm-hmm. We, we need to say no. That yeah. I've already been redeemed from that. I've well, been delivered well, from that. God delivered Israel out of Egypt. But what yes. were they tempted to do? Mm-hmm. Go back. Go and back. then at one point you see that Pharaoh himself came and tried to bring them back into bondage. We talked mm-hmm. about that in the pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. So there are these attempts to bring you back into bondage after God has delivered you and set you free. Yes, but we need to use our authority That's and say right. no mm-hmm. and resist it. Move forward. Amen. And another part of the, of this, you know, those are things that we've, we've already been delivered from. Mm-hmm. But the Lord also wants to deliver us out of things, and he wants to protect us from what man can do and just the things of, of just in this world. Yeah. And um, part of what, what really protects us is his wisdom. Mm. Wisdom mm-hmm. of the Lord protects mm-hmm. us. And it talks about that um, in Proverbs in Proverbs 2. Can I read that really yeah, quick? Yeah, please do. Um, in Proverbs 2, um, I'll read verses 7 through 8 first in the Amplified. It says, He stores away sound wisdom for the righteous, those who are in right standing with him. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. He guards the paths of the justice, mm. and he preserves the way of his saints. You know, his I believers. read that scripture last week's podcast. Did you know? That? No. Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. wait, I didn't. I didn't yeah, remember yeah. He that. Preserves because, yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. I I wondered. I I read that this morning. I was like, I wonder if he put that in the yeah, last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And then verses eleven through twelve, also in the Amplified, it says, "Discretion will watch over you, mm. understanding and discernment will guard you, to keep you from the way of evil and the evil man." from the man who speaks perverse things. And just what I get from this, you know, they're the Lord's part. He delivered us already. He pre-promises this to us, but we have a part as well. And that's being led by the spirit of God and um, listening to his wisdom and being sensitive to um, discretion. And because there are some things, you know, for example, just um, what were we talking about a second ago? Um, like with Joseph, you know, his, yep. his brothers threw him in a pit, you know, there could be things like that that still happen today. Dangerous things happen yeah. in the world, but discretion and wisdom well, will tell you, don't go that way. You know, don't, don't, don't say that thing. Don't go that way. Mm-hmm. Don't, when you're driving, the Lord could say, don't turn that way, don't turn that way. because he's trying to keep us and protect us. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that wisdom and that, um, that discretion that's wants to keep you because the Lord can deliver, deliver you out of the midst of something. Yeah. He's already delivered us from sickness. And if, if we've already are dealing with sickness and we've, you know, let it allow it into our body, he can deliver us in the midst mm-hmm. of it. But wisdom wants to protect us. That's right. It wants to protect us from even getting into the trap of the enemy. It, right. it, wisdom wants to protect us from harm yeah. from the enemy. Um, cause it, it say he says, Oh, what's that? Um, how does that scripture though? Um, his will for our life is health and prosperity. Yeah. Um, you know, he will, anytime we're dealing with sickness, he will heal you. That is his will for you. But his will isn't just for us to just get sick, be healed, get sick, be healed. He wants us to live in health. He wants us to walk in divine. He wants us to walk in divine healing. He wants us to be delivered and live delivered. Mm. Um, yeah. Did you have something? Man, I'm glad you brought up Joseph. Praise God. Because, um, 
that, that's another thing that Proverbs 2 says. That mm-hmm. wisdom will deliver you from the immoral woman. Yeah. Now, we now, talked about this in the car. Now, let me say this real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that delivered Joseph from the immoral woman? Wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. He knew when to run. Yeah. The, the Lord was like, don't run. Run from there. You, don't you know, go. Don't go there. It's good to have self-control. Mm. But wisdom will tell you when self-control is not enough. Yeah. That it's time yeah. to get out of here. The Bible says flee fornication Mm. you know the bible also says to flee idolatry why would it say that because if you don't run away from idolatry you could get sucked into it Mm. idolatry has a seductive nature why is it that israel got drawn away into idolatry over and over again because there are seducing spirits Mm. involved with idolatry there's seducing spirits involved with immorality um, whether you're married or single. So good. What's one way that you're delivered out of immorality? Wisdom. No yes. one, Amen. not even to be there. <laughs> yes. Knowing what movies not to go see. Mm. Uh, knowing what stuff not to listen to. Knowing yes. who not to hang out with, who not to date. Just all these things. Yes. Um, you know, married people. There's wisdom involved with with. You know, you don't want to be paranoid and, and weird about things, but there's wisdom involved with knowing yes. I don't even need to be there with them. Oh, good. And so wisdom good. will deliver you from immorality. It's so good, um, The Bible says that there's no temptation that has taken you, but that which is common to man. But in every way, everything, he provides a way of escape. Mm-hmm. See, wisdom is that way of escape. Mm-hmm. He didn't say to just sit there and prove how tough you are or how spiritual you are. That's how you fall. Yeah. Um, but he provides a way of escape. That's so good, love. We're not, we're not trying to see how close we can get to the line before we fall. That's right. Just like Joseph, we want to flee from it. We want to just get far from it. And that's why spending time with the Lord, one of the many reasons why spending time with the Lord and in his word is so important because we're learning his voice yeah. and we're growing in being sensitive to his Holy Spirit. And, and like you said earlier, it's important to, to start this in the little things. Yeah. You know, because when we learn to follow the Lord in the little things, maybe we're, you know, we're driving, you know, and he's like, oh, don't turn that way. Mm-hmm. You know, that may seem little, but he could just, he could have just protected you from a big accident. And it goes for that. And then things like what you were talking about, if, you know, and I feel like the Lord was speaking this to me earlier, um, is the Lord wants us to cut the enemy off at the beginning mm-hmm. and early. You know, if he tells you, you know, at the very beginning, I don't. Don't start talking to that person. Don't get into that mm-hmm. relationship with that person because wisdom knows. Wisdom looks ahead and says, I know this this won't turn out good. Yeah. And it's better just do that at the beginning than be in the middle of this wrong dating relationship and, you know, be face to face with temptation yeah. and have to resist it in the moment. Yeah. It's better to do it before. And, and that's what I was saying earlier is wisdom is always looking out to protect you. Yeah. Um, cause the Lord, he will, if you were in that, if you were face to face with temptation, the Lord will, will, and can deliver you from that yes. and protect you from that in the midst of it. But he wants to do it at the beginning. Yeah. He wants to protect you from even, even getting involved, you know, with That's it right. and even getting involved in any kind of harm yeah. in any way. Well, and, and even in our relationship, you know, which mm. we both believe was, is what, and was a very right and godly relationship. There was wisdom that we had to use in our relationship. You know, this is not uh, an even standard for everybody, but personally, the Lord dealt with us 
not to kiss until we got married. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not saying that everybody has to do that. We're not saying that's the rule. Right. Uh, there, I can't give you any Bible verse that says that. That's what the Lord told us to do. But our mentality in that was if if we don't kiss, we can't go beyond kissing. Because <laughs> if, <you laughs> if you don't start, you know, if you don't start the, the uh, washing machine, it'll never finish. You understand? So mm. y- 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 if you don't start something, it can't. Oh, that's so good. Y- you, won't, you won't have to try not to finish it. That's okay. It's easy. It's easier to keep the door shut if you didn't open the door in the first place. If you don't preheat <laughs> the oven, then the cookies won't bake. You know, okay. it, it just. And so <laughs> that was just wisdom that we received from the Lord. And it, it's something that helped us. To, to stay pure throughout mm-hmm. our dating relationship. And so even with right relationships and good relationships, there's wisdom that's involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, something too I want to say, you know, in talking about what God already has delivered us from versus what he will deliver us from, something I want to mention is that one of the things the Bible says he will deliver us from is our own foolishness, mm-hmm. um, our own stupidity. You know, we got involved with something. We didn't listen. We didn't, we overrode a check. Uh, we did get involved with something we shouldn't have gotten involved with. Or, hey, maybe you even got involved in something immoral. You fell into something. Well, God can still deliver you out of the midst of that. Yeah. In Psalm 107, it says, Fools because of their folly are afflicted. But when they cry to the Lord, he saves them out of their mm-hmm. distresses. That's the same word for trouble and affliction that we read in Psalm 34. Yeah, and he did that for David, too. He did. He, yeah, David. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so good. So it's not just, just talking about if you had crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's. One of the big things we have to remember is trusting in his mercy. Mm. Trusting in his mercy. His mercy is what delivers us. Yes. Amen. Amen. The other thing I want to talk about, though, did you have anything else on that love before we move on? Um, uh, just one thing really Go quick. Ahead. I think another thing just with the wisdom of God protect, protecting us, it's it's not only hearing his wisdom and saying, oh, you know, cool. Um, but we have a part to play. His, his part is leading us and our part is obedience. Right. Um, so it's so important because you could say well you know a lot of people say well something you know horrible happened to them or they got into something they shouldn't have you know they say well lord why why did you let this happen Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing bad that happens that the lord doesn't warn us about Mm -hmm. but our part is just obeying him and being willing and obedient and his wisdom and us obeying and trusting in him is Mm -hmm. what protects us from harm that's right yeah but what were we gonna say so well um the ne- the other thing I want to talk about that God has not r- delivered us from, has not redeemed us from, mm-hmm. is persecution. Um, the Bible says that all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. That, that's future tense. <laughs> <laughs> so he has not completely delivered us from all persecution in this world. That's some of what Jesus was talking about when he said, in this world, you'll have tribulation. Mm -hmm. Um, But that doesn't mean he won't deliver us out of it. Uh, Again, back to Psalm 34, he said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but out of all of them, the Lord delivers them. Yeah, and the Lord, or God delivered Jesus as well in times when he was persecuted. You know, there was um, the time, you know, in the Bible where it talks about, you know, when Jesus went to his hometown and they were ready to, basically throw him off a cliff mm-hmm. and the Lord, he delivered him out yeah. of that, you know, he, he, yeah. he passed through the midst of, them. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now that's interesting. He passed yeah. through the midst of them. Luke four says, mm-hmm. 
Well, it would have been easier for him never even to have gotten that situation. Yeah. He was doing what he was called to do. He was doing what he was anointed to do. He spoke mm-hmm. the word. And, you know, if anybody, uh, ha- you know, hadn't missed it, it was Jesus. Jesus never mm-hmm. missed it. No. So could you say what God told you to say and do what God told you to do and some people get upset with you? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. And that just shows and just reveals to us too, like we can still do what we're called to do even if there's persecution that mm-hmm. comes against us. And I think one important thing to add as well, just to clarify, is persecution is not sickness. Yeah. Persecution is not poverty. Um, those are the things that we've been redeemed from. And I think there's been just just in the world some confusion about that but persecution is not sickness Mm -hmm. and it's not poverty we're not called to live in that and that is not his will for us and you know if if sickness and poverty if that was part of persecution well then jesus really wasn't persecuted because he lived in health and was prosperous and yeah i just wanted to add that and, and you know the enemy will try to put sickness and poverty on you. Right. And yes, that is a form of persecution, but mm. we don't have to, and we don't have to put up no, with it. No, we've already been delivered from that. We've already, we can stand fast in the liberty where Christ has set us free. And again, uh, prosperity is not a dollar amount in your bank account. Um, there's much more to it than that. It affects, it affects your finances. And, and Proverbs is full of wisdom that delivers yep. you from poverty. You know, if God wanted you to deal with poverty, he wouldn't have given you 30 chapters mm-hmm. of a book telling you how to prosper financially. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you'll keep if you'll if you'll be a good steward of your flocks, you'll have you'll have enough for your household. That's what mm-hmm. Proverbs says in one place. If you'll uh, if you won't do this or you won't get involved with this thing, then you'll you'll deliver yourself out of out of the snare. The Bible says in one place talks about if you stricken hands with a stranger. If you become surety for a stranger, he said, deliver yourself. You know, there are some things that the Lord would tell you, deliver yourself out of it. He'll help you, but you have to do some things. And so um, there's a bunch of things. Yeah, the enemy's involved in it. And yeah, it's a form of persecution, but that doesn't mean you have to, you have to live with it. You don't have to just, I mean, sickness will try to come on you, but you don't, you don't have to, God's not requiring that of you. No. But there's other forms of persecution that uh, that we do go through for his namesake. Yeah. And uh, one thing we see here in Daniel chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you're ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, I don't know what a sackbut <laughs> is. I don't really like the sound of that, but that's okay. The psaltery <laughs> and dulcimer and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. You know, we don't really see that on, on modern worship teams. You know, this, no. is our, this is our sackbut player. <laughs> you know, Maybe we should. You know, you know, we we'll, we'll put out some advertisements for a sackbut player, but you know. <laughs> Anyway, um, that up, but, it, <laughs> but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And he says this, who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? And watch what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. They answered and said to the king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. They didn't try to sugarcoat how they said it. They didn't try to be diplomatic with it. Now, they were respectful, 
But they weren't careful with how they answered him. They were direct. They were honest. And they said this, If it be so, if you do throw us into the furnace, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and watch this, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. What did they say? They said, he will deliver us. Um, you know, there's a confidence that comes when you know you've done what God told you to do, and you're being persecuted for your faith, you're being persecuted for your stance on the word, you're being persecuted for the sake of Jesus' name, uh, there's a confidence that comes with, hey, uh, the persecution's coming. Uh, they're mad. They're upset. They're threatening. But remember in the book of Acts, what they said, he said, Lord, behold their threatenings. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say, uh, change the leadership in the government. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't say, Lord, we need to get these people out of office and get these people in so we won't deal with persecution anymore. No, that's not what he said. Thank God for godly leaders. Don't misunderstand me. Oh, yeah. But that's not what he said. He said, Lord, grant us, watch this, boldness. What is it we see with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Boldness. Mm-hmm. Boldness to say, hey, he will deliver me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the persecution's coming, but he will deliver me. Wow. Yeah, they're coming against me. They're, they're falsely accusing me, but he will deliver me. And they were a witness they were as a witness. well. They were that's a witness. True. Because yeah. the end result of this thing, uh, it ended up Nebuchadnezzar changed laws because of this situation in favor of God mm. because they endured the persecution and because so of the good. deliverance. God delivered them out of the midst of it. You, you see this, um, you know, God didn't deliver them from going in the furnace. Now, now we talked about earlier things God does want to keep you from ever getting involved in it because it's wrong. It's not a good situation. Right. But this is, a, this is a situation in which God did not keep them from going in the furnace. Because if he had, we wouldn't be reading about it right now. Mm-hmm. And I like what Brother Keith Moore says. Uh, no five-year-old wants to hear about how they almost went in the furnace. <laughs> <You know? laughs> how Daniel almost went in the lions didn't know. The Bible says that, that Nebuchadnezzar beheld the Son of God standing in there with them. Amen. Um, what, what is it that Saul said to David? He said, go and the Lord be with you. See, this is where the confidence comes in the midst of persecution. He's with me. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Uh, Jesus' name, when he first came to the earth, Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. Hmm. But this is something that the Lord spoke to my heart a long time ago. Um, it's not just about God being with us for moral support. Oh, you're doing great, buddy. Just keep, just That's hang good. in there. Hang in there. Well, he, he does encourage us in the midst of things. He's our comforter. But yeah. he's, he's not. He is our comforter. That's right. Mm-hmm. But he's not just with us to pat us on the back. He's with us to deliver us. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I believe is talking about Jesus, was in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to deliver them. Yes. And it was actually his presence that caused Nebuchadnezzar to bring them out of the fire. Amen. Yeah. He recognized God in the midst of it. Yeah. But, you know, there are some things that are only revealed by fire. Mm. Ooh, come mm. on. Uh, you, you know, I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, if you watch Lord of the Rings, you know that there's a writing 
There's elvish writing on the ring that could only be revealed by fire. You understand? Well, oh, listen, I didn't know that. There are some things in our life that are only revealed by fire. And the substance, the Bible talks about our, our, our faith being more precious than gold because it passes through the fire. Mm-hmm. It, can, it, can t- it can stand the fire test, being tried yes. by fire. And the Lord is glorified. He's glorified. Just like he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He is. And, yeah. and, and it was a witness, like you said, babe. Yeah, and, and with them, you know, they, they were looking to the Lord. They were saying, the Lord will deliver us out of this fire. Mm-hmm. You know, but so that's where um, their glance was. They that's where that's where their eyes were. Yeah. But you know, with going back to with the Israelites, instead of looking to the Lord, they looked at to themselves yeah. and said, "We're like grasshoppers yeah. in their sight." That's how they, they they were looking to themselves, and we're like we're nothing compared to them. Mm. But in contrary to that, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were looking to the Lord. They weren't looking at the big fire and looking at them, looking at just, I mean, you know, especially with King Nebuchadnezzar, imagine all the men around them that were probably in, you know, all this armor and like, you know, look at them, you know, what what are, what are we, what can we do? But they were looking at the Lord. That's right. And they were like, even in the midst of all this, even in the fire, the Lord will deliver us. And they were delivered. That's right. And yeah. Praise God. Uh, Look at something here. We're, we're wrapping up here in, uh, Second Corinthians chapter one, verse mm. three, Paul's talking mm. and he's talking about how God is the father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation. That's what you were just talking about. Amen. Yeah. He's our comforter. And uh, this word tribulation, it's the same word that means affliction, distress or trouble. Um, and he said that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. And he, he says this. Uh, for the, as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer. Um, and he says this, though, we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, inasmuch that we despaired even of life. Did Paul ever want to die? Yeah. (laughs) Now, Paul's pretty spiritual, I'd say. And he said, we were pressed uh, above measure. We we were despairing even of life. That's how pressed we were. He said, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God. So what happened here is they got pushed to a point that they couldn't trust in themselves. It was beyond them. They had to trust God to deliver them, or it wasn't going to happen. And it says, we put our trust in God, who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and does deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Do you see that language? He has delivered us. Mm-hmm. He does deliver he will deliver. deliver. I'm going to say that again. He has delivered. Delivered. He does deliver. He will yet deliver. Mm. See, this is what we're talking about. There are some things he has delivered us from, and there are some things that he does deliver us from, and there are some things he will yet deliver us from. 
And that's where our confidence is. Because of what he has delivered us from, we know whatever we're in the midst of, whatever comes up, he will deliver me. Amen. Amen. Now, Amen. Uh, did you have anything on that real quick? Um, still checking my heart. You okay, can go that's on. Fine. Yeah, I'm you can go on then. Um, that was good though. Something I wanted to mention. Uh, you know, we just saw a movie recently mm. called The Sound of Freedom, and there's a whole lot of noise in oh. the media about it right now. Um, it's it's a rough it's a rough watch. I won't lie to you. Be led about about when and how and who you go see it with. Uh, but something that came up to me about that is uh, how the Lord used um, the main character, and this is a true story, by the way, to deliver these kids out of slavery. And something that came up to my, my attention was this verse in Proverbs 24. It says in verse 11, deliver those who are drawn toward death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. He said, if you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? Um, something we see in that, you know, not all of us have the ability or the power or the calling to go in and rescue people out of those kind of situations. But something that uh, I didn't read it in the verses I was just ta- talking about with Paul, he went on to say that you helping together in prayer for us. Um, there was a connection between their deliverance and the believers helping together in prayer. Um, you know, whether it's it's giving to something that the Lord would lead you to give to or praying, um, there are people that God anoints and graces to go in and do some of those things and to rescue kids, rescue people. Um, one thing you don't want to do is act like it's not happening. Mm-hmm. That's what that verse in Proverbs was just talking about, acting like it's not happening. Now, you don't want to meditate on the details of it all the right, time right. And, and to the point that you're, it's weighing your heart down and you're troubled with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, praying for those kind of people, praying for people that are doing that, if the Lord leads you sowing into it, um, they're delivering mm-hmm. people out and you have a part in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. A- and it's good as the Lord leads you to find ministries that are doing that kind of stuff and people that are doing that kind of stuff and have a part in it. Uh, because I believe the Lord is instrumental in that deliverance of those people. I just wanted to touch on that. It was just That's a side so good. note. Well, just, um, you know, like we were talking about with how the Lord used David to deliver um, his, fa- his father's sheep. That's right. You know, it's it, it's not only about the Lord delivering us, but he can also use us to help mm-hmm. deliver other people and bring them to the Lord. As well, or out of things like with the movie Sound of Freedom, you know, he can use us um, to deliver other people and to be a light to them and um, be used of the Lord. Well, and and even here in Psalm 71, we see this verse in verse 2. It says, deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear unto me and save me. Be my strong habitation whereunto I may continually resort. Um, That word resort is interesting. It it actually Mm -hmm. paints the picture of a, of a resort, (laughs) a place that you go to get away. Um, but like a safe place. Um, he says, deliver me, O God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. And and he goes, he goes on to say, for you are my hope, O Lord God, you are my trust. 
from my youth. I think that's interesting. What is that? That's a, that's a prayer of deliverance. And, and, and that's just an example of the cry of many people who are in those kind of situations. Uh, Lord, deliver me out of the hand of cruel men. And, and you can pray the word over people like that and that are in those kind of situations. Uh, you don't need to meditate on all the wickedness that's happening. Um, it's important to be aware of some things, but you can still pray for people, and you can get involved with helping people that are doing that kind of stuff. And uh, I, I believe it's on the heart of God that, that those people be delivered out of those situations. Um, there's a whole lot more we could say about that I won't get into right now. Um, but I kind of just wanted to end the podcast with uh, with a couple of verses here, and we'll be done if you don't have anything else, love. Well, yeah, th- just one thing that um, just came up in my heart right now. I'm, I got Psalm 91 on my heart at the very end. Mm-hmm. It says, because he has set his love upon me, and this is the Lord talking, um, therefore I will deliver him. Hmm. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him Mm. and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him Mm. my salvation. And that, I just encourage you, if that's just, if this has been an area that the enemy has tried to attack you with, or just to even try to bring fear of, fear of not being delivered, Mm. just this is a verse to go to to just encourage yourself in the Lord you know what's funny um, what that was my second to last verse really yeah the one you just read. I was about that. to read it and yeah so do you have anything and then you read it so that's, that's, that's funny. funny what translation did you have uh, King James that's funny oh man praise God um mm. that's good babe that was that was so okay then the last verse I wanted to read mm. here was in Psalm 116 5 through 13 Uh, It says, Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. That goes back to last Mm. week's podcast. I was brought low and he helped me. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Uh, Would the Lord deliver you? from perpetual tears, yes. from perpetual crying and, and sorrow and weeping? Would he, would he want to deliver you from that? Yes, he would. He said, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore I have spoken. I believed. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. But then he goes on to say this, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? This goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Looking back on what he's already done. Mm. The deliverance that he's already brought about in our life. The mm-hmm. songs of deliverance. Well, here, here's a big thing. And, and I just saw this the other day and it really blessed me. He said, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? He said, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Mm. What's the cup of salvation? Oh, wow. Well, for us, that's communion. That's communion, the cup of salvation. And what is it that Jesus said to do with the cup of communion? Do this in remembrance. Mm. Do this in remembrance. Oh, that's so good. Um, When we take that communion cup, the number one thing we're told to do with that is look back. Look back on what all he's done for us. On his faithfulness. Remember 
what he's brought us through. Remember what he's brought us out of. Like Paul said, he has delivered us and he will yet deliver us. If you're going through something and you're struggling to see the end of it, and it looks like you're not going to be delivered out of the midst of it. It, it, Maybe people are involved and maybe uh, it looks discouraging and it looks like it's never going to end. Uh, I, I would encourage you to go get the communion elements. Amen. And and to look back on all that God has done for you. Yes. Look back and say, what can I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me, all the things he has done to me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this in remembrance. I'm going to take communion and I'm going to remember what he's brought me through. And in the midst of that, you remember what he has brought you through, and then you say with confidence, he will deliver me. Deliver me. I want to encourage you as the listener, he will deliver you. If you'll seek the Lord, if you'll look to him, if you'll trust in him, if you'll inquire of him, no matter what you're in the midst of, he's faithful. Even if you got involved in it with your own foolishness, like Psalm 107 says, when you cry to the Lord, he will deliver you. Yes. He's faithful. Do you have anything before we close, babe? Yes. And, you know, the word says that his name is like a high tower. Mm. And in Psalm 91, in the verses I read earlier, it says, I will set him on high mm. because he has known my name. Mm. And that, to me, that's such a picture of safety. Good, Praise the Lord. I didn't see that until just now, but that's such a picture of safety. Mm. You know, he, he will deliver. I will deliver him. And I will set him on high mm. because he's know my name. When, when you're under the shadow of the Almighty, and when, oh man, when you know his name, he sets you on high mm. in a place where the enemy can't reach you, mm. and and you're safe. You're safe in him, and you don't have anything to fear mm. because you're protected and you're set up on high, and he will deliver you. Well, how how do you enforce what he's already delivered you from? Mm. The name. The name of Jesus. The name. I, I have his name. I, 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 that's how I, I enforce what he's already done for me. Yeah. The name. Mm-hmm. A- and I, I couple that with the cup. Mm. I do it in remembrance of him. Mm-hmm. The blood, the body, and the name. And the name. That's what seals my deliverance. And it's what reminds me that if he has delivered me, he will yet deliver me. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Hey, listen, if you have never given your life to the Lord, if you have never been born again, I I know that uh, most of the people I think listen to this podcast, I I know are born again. And but we don't know who this is going to reach both now and in the future. And I felt impressed with the Lord to do this on every one of my uh, full length podcast is just just invite you um, not not to put that off, not to wait for a church service or an altar call or anything like that. Um, and and not to wait till you have all your questions answered either. (laughs) You know, um, I still have questions (laughs) and I've been walking with the Lord for at least uh, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so, um, don't, don't put it off. Um, he wants to deliver you from the power of sin and death. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, you want to be delivered from the power of sin and death. And all you have to do is just receive what he's already done. Receive the blood of Jesus and and call out to the Lord, cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, I I want you in my life. I invite you. I call you Lord. I believe that you are the only way to the father. I believe that you rose again. And if you'll reach out with all your heart, 
he said, whoever comes to me, I, I will not turn away. I will not cast them aside. Mm-hmm. And so I want to encourage you to do that in your own words from your heart. Reach out to him. Don't wait to do it. And uh, I, if you do that with, with all your heart, I believe you'll be born again and uh, you will be delivered, especially mm-hmm. from a life and an eternity separated from him, yes. which is the most important thing. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Anyway, this has been the No Content Podcast. I hope you got something good out of this today. And uh, I'll talk to you the next time you click play. Thanks again for listening to the No Content Podcast. Remember that Jesus loves you. He loves everyone else. And please don't forget to feed the ducks.